peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good world of ever moving lines of truth it is always good to get to the bible just wanted to say that start off this episode anyway let's get into this all right genesis chapter 26 we're gonna pick up in verse 20 and the herdmen of gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Esek, because they strove with him. And that word Esek means contention. Very apropos name, since they were striving with him at this time. Uh, verse 21 And they digged another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Stina. That word Stina means strife. And it, isn't it funny that they sent Isaac away. Isaac goes away. He's in the valley, which again, as I said, it, everything I can look into, the valley was not the place you generally wanted to be. You didn't want the lowland. You wanted high ground. So he's in a the valley. They sent him away. He's minding his own business. But he's being blessed, digging wells left and right. And the people are striving with they won't let it go. And this goes back to what I was talking about in the last um, video I did about envy. A person that's envious can not leave you be, especially if you have any degree of success. They have got to be a thorn in your side at every move you make and they cannot let it rest because they cannot take the fact that you, this, this person that they envy has continual success, no matter what they try to do to thwart that success. That's what's happening here. And verse 22, and he removed from thence and digged another well. And for that, they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, for now, the Lord hath made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. And that word Rehoboth means wide place or streets. So Isaac is like, yo, finally, we got a place that we can establish ourselves. God has made some room for us. God has cleared the way. This is what we're going to be and this is what we're going to do. And he went and he went up from thence to Beersheba. Uh, verse 24. And the Lord. Now, I want you to remember um, the things that were said that was said to Abraham. And I want you to 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 listen to what's going on here. Listen to 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 what is said. And the Lord appeared unto him 
the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. First off, Abraham, such a faithful servant of God that generations after him are being blessed because of him. And God is letting it known. But second of all, and this is a question I asked myself and I believe I had to answer. I asked myself, why did Abraham or why did God say to him, fear not? Why? Why was that said? Why, why was why was that brought up? Because the same issue that that Abraham had, the the fearfulness that that same thing is being carried out to the generations after him. This was uh this was um a behavior that that he carried that was carried to his seed and so on and so forth. Kind of kind of a little fearful. It was something that they saw. They literally saw him do. It's it's hard. It's hard when you have parents, guardians or whatever, somebody you you grow up under when you see them exhibit a certain thing for you to break from that thing and go into another direction. I didn't say you could not. I'm just saying realistically it's hard. Whatever character flaw the person you're raised under has, you're going to take on that character flaw because this is something that you're going to watch them do day in and day out, learn behavior. And, and I think that's what happened here. And verse 25, and he builded an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged a well. All right. So Isaac is is digging wells. And I don't quite understand the significance just yet of digging wells. This is another one of those things where I have a general idea, I believe, in my head. I won't necessarily share that just yet. But every time something like this happens, you notice they're building altars and digging wells. Why do they keep doing that? In verse 26, then Abimelech went to him from Gerar and Ahuzath, one of his friends, and Pekal, the chief captain of his army. Now, I didn't really go over this in the, in the situation with Abraham, but I am going to deal with it right here. Why does Abimelech bring these two people, the chief captain of his army and Ahuzath, his friend? Why does he bring them? What what purpose does it serve for him to bring these two people to this discussion? Um, Ahuzath means that name means possession and Pekal means strong. Just interesting. And 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 I, I think part of it, it we're going to find out in the next couple verses. Part of it is Abimelech feared God. And Abimelech saw, and it was obvious that the blessing of God was definitely on Isaac. And imagine during this time having a, a true reverential fear for God. You have no idea how this is going to play out. Now, 
it's silly of you to think if if God is with someone that that you have something that you could bring that could thwart this person if things go wrong. It's kind of hilarious. But I'm inclined to think that that's kind of what was going on through Abimelech's head. Like in case Isaac pops off, I might want to have some of my guys with me in case we have to get it in. So verse 27 and Isaac said unto them, wherefore come ye to me, seeing ye hate me and have sent me away from you. Yo, would you have had any different sentiment? You sent me away. You made me leave the city. I was I was dwelling here. Everything was just fine. Everybody got envious because God, you know, blessing was on my life. You made me leave your city. You said, deuces, homie, it's time for you to bounce. So when you roll up with the chief captain of your army and one of your friends, I'm like, all right, what evil is getting ready to befall me? Why are you here? I'm going to be skeptical. And rightfully so. Isaac was skeptical. And verse 28, and they said, we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. And we said, let there be now an oath betwixt, betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee, and let us make a covenant with thee. So <laughs> they're like, look, this dude has the blessing of God on him. We don't want to be on the wrong side of this. So, I mean, that that's not necessarily incorrect thinking. They're like, we don't want to be on the wrong side of this. So let's go have a conversation with Isaac. Let's talk about this so we can make ourselves an oath. We want to be on the right side of God's blessing that thou will do us no hurt. Now, isn't it funny? The people that sent Isaac away, sent him out of their city. They're coming to him. You would think they're in a position of power, right? And they're coming to him to try to make sure he doesn't do them any hurt. Because again, Abimelech is a man that does indeed fear the most high God of heaven and earth. So he understands what the situation is. Abimelech understands if this man is walking with God, then I do not have the upper hand. He has the upper hand and I need to make sure I am in right standing with this man um, that thou will do us no hurt as we have not touched thee and as we have done unto thee nothing but good and has sent thee away in peace. Thou art now the blessed. Thou art now the blessed of the Lord. So they want they want to make sure that Isaac understands like, yes, we did send you away, but Hey, 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 wait a minute. Let it be known. We sent you away in peace. We did not do anything egregious or aggressive toward you. We sent you away in peace. Please remember that. That's what they're calling upon him to do. And they made, uh, and he made them a feast and they did eat and drink prepares the table he shows them hospitality. This is something else. These people, Isaac, I mean, uh, he did lie about his wife, said it was his sister, right? So he put them in a compromising situation. And I think part of Abimelech kicking him out, part of it was the envy. And part of it was, was a little residual animosity toward Abraham. Just my opinion. Could be wrong. The Bible doesn't say that. This is just me inferring. 
But Isaac, he wasn't mean to them, right? He he could have approached them any kind of way. But nah, he extended some grace. All right, let's let's prepare some prepare meal. Let's sit down and let's eat and drink. And they rose up betimes and in the morning and swear one to another. And Isaac sent them away and they departed from him in peace. The situation was all talked out in peace. They went their way. You know, Isaac continued doing his thing. And it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had digged and said unto him, we have found water again. God is all through this, just blessing my man left and right. And I know we can see from the Bible that Abimelech and the Philistines are looking on this like, yeah, we don't need to be on the wrong end of this guys. Cause this guy's walking with God and it doesn't matter what we throw at him. God's sovereignty is working some things out. And he called Sheba and he called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is, is um, the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. So that name Sheba means an oath and Beersheba means well of the sevenfold oath. Another interesting thing. Um. And again, so also to, 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 to show this, it says, and he called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is, is Beersheba unto this day. Clearly, this is a, a reference to the day of the author who is speaking, who is for all intents, intents and purposes from everything we know, Moses is the author at this point. And Esau was 40 years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of uh, Berai, the Hittite, and Bashemeth, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. So Esau took Judith, you know, to wife and Bashemeth, the daughter of Elon, which were a grief of mind unto Isaac and Rebecca. So clearly Isaac and Rebecca did not approve of Esau's decisions. And it, it seems as though it seems as though Esau really had uh, huge issues when it comes to decision-making. Remember he gave up his birthright because he was hungry. He, because he thought he was going to, you know, die from famine, which I don't know exactly how hungry he was. I, I, I can't really assume, but it's kind of hard for me to think that he really literally thought he was going to die. Maybe he was just starving. I don't know. Maybe he really was at that point, or maybe it was just all in his head. I can't really say. The one thing I, I can say is this man sold his birthright as the firstborn for some food. So his ability to decision make wasn't really the greatest. And clearly his, his parents were like, nah, homie, we are not feeling these two brides that you just bought. You just brought to us, but 
It's the decision he made, and now they got to run with it. Now, we can make our um, our inferences for why they are upset. It, it could mainly be that they are Hittites, and that is more than likely the reason that they are Hittites. This, this is not something that they were really rocking with. But Esau, you know, he was a he was a man of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Impulsive decisions, decisions based on an emotional state or situation. And this is the problem with making decisions based on emotion. Sometimes you need to back up. You need to collect your thoughts, rationalize, maybe think through something a little bit more versus making a decision when you're in, a, in, in an emotional state. This is something that I've tried to teach my children. As you know, it's hard to teach kids anything. Kids are some of the most are monks. I would say, I know I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here, kind of has nothing to do, but it does sort of with what's going on here. I would say that people between the ages of 16 and around 26 are the worst at making decisions based on an emotional state at the time. Now, that doesn't mean people who are older don't have that issue because that's definitely true of some people who are beyond that age. But Again, we see Esau making some decisions and really decisions that are not pleasing to his parents. And I'm sure if his parents weren't pleased, I am pretty positive that he's moving in a direction that God did not want him to move in. Fairly confident in that. Anyway, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.